What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. It's Thursday. It's the day after National Signing Day. We're going to hear from Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell, uh, break down this Iowa State recruiting class, and much more here over the next 20 minutes on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. Just just your overall thoughts on on whatever it is, a 23 or so? Yeah. No, I, I would just say from our end, you know, we're, we're really, really proud of what we put together in this recruiting class. And I, I think this is... Again, a, a group that one of the best classes that we've been able to put together during our time here at Iowa State. And, you know, I, I think so much of the credit of that really goes to our coaching staff. Honestly, Derek Hoosier, who continues to do a great job leading and running our recruiting department and his team. Um, and, and quite honestly, our players. You know, I, I think when you look at this group that's coming in, you're talking about. Um, all the things that we have built our program on, elite competitors, guys that have won championship, guys that come from winning programs, um, cultural fits to what we're about and who we are. And I think the proof of that was over even the course of the season. Obviously, um, they're, they're wanting to stick with and believing in the core values of what this program's about and coming in and transcending that program forward. And so, you know, we're, we're really proud of this group. I think we've hit, you know, a great deal in the Midwest again and the, the foundation right here at home in our state. Um, and you really kind of touched on every position group, which we were really looking at that and trying to go and attack that. So I think all the areas that we wanted to improve or hit, we did and just really grateful and appreciative for this group of young men coming in here. So will you, I mean, the, the needs you didn't meet, will you, will you obviously go to the portal then? Or, or? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think we love our roster right now. Um, you know, I think when you look at um, really what's happened over the last three weeks, probably the most powerful story of where this program is. I mean, you know, the, the young men that decided to come back within our own roster and then this roster, you know, of young men that are, are we're adding today, um, you know, I think it's as healthy and as good of a roster as we've had. So we're really confident in where we're at right now, quite honestly. Matt, uh, Sama said today that he was recruited as a running back after <laughs> what he put up, but but he immediately said, if I, if I, have, if I had to put a cornerback, I'll put cornerback. I mean, yeah. he, without being prompted, what what type of player are you getting in him in person? I, yeah, I think the, the person is greater than the player. And, you know, I mean, you, we all saw what he did this year for his high school football team. And, you know, and not only just the state championship game, but the consistency that he played week in and week out. And, you know, I think Abu's one of those great stories because, you know, he came and earned his scholarship at camp last year. And, you know, the competitive spirit, the toughness, and then you, man, you get this opportunity to sit down with his family and you hear their story. And, you know, coming to the United States, their perseverance as a family. Um, you know, he, he had a brother that was a great track athlete here. Um, you know, it's a powerful, it's a powerful human story of who he is and what he's about. And so I think the, the reality of, yes, he's a phenomenal athlete. He's, he can play running back. He can play corner. Those things are all great. But again, when you when you build a program like ours, it's the person, it's the who. And I, I don't know if you could ask for a greater family or a greater human and a greater leader to come on board with us than Abu. So we're really we're excited about him. And just to broaden it to central Iowa as a whole, when you got JJ in there, Jamison, others, what could you say about just the hyper-local part of the class that's as talented as it is? Yeah, you know, I, I think, Rob, you know, for us, 
from day one and we've had to, I feel like, earn the trust of this state and certainly the, the great high school coaches of this state. But man, we wanted to do a great job continuing to start our recruiting journey right here at home. And, you know, uh, obviously for us, when you not only just talk about players, then you talk about, man, who is J.J. Cole? What has he done and what's he about? Who is Jamison Patton? Who is this young man? What does he stand for? What is he about? Kai Black, Carson Rhodes, you know, and, and again, it's not just the players. It's the, man, look what they've done in their own program. Look at the leadership and adversity they've already overcome to get where they're at. I, I think those are those are monumental wins for, for how we want to build this program, how we're going to sustain this program, and how we're going to continue to move it forward. So, um, you know, I, I thought to be able to lay that foundation from really the early part of this recruiting journey with this current class, I think it was really, really important and, and it'll always continue to be the focus for us as we continue to move ourselves forward. I think another story, the work you guys have done in Nebraska in this class, can you talk about how the last couple weeks have gone with Benny and Goye and, and just maybe the process with uh, Ben Bramer coming on board? Sure. I mean, you know, two elite players, right? I mean, two elite players, two elite humans, two, uh, you know, you talk about Ben Bramer just won a high school state championship. I, I don't know if we have recruited a better football player than Ben Bramer during my time here. Um, you know, uh, his father, his ability, um, you would say a lot of like Alan Lazard, a lot of like elite talent in there, right? A guy that's got a chance to be uh, one of the best that have come through here, in my opinion. You know, and you watch that kid play basketball, and he's a double double guy and averaging 20 and 20 and 12 in the basketball court. You watch how that guy has led his high school program. You talk about his father and what he stands for. And man, you're maybe the winningest high school football coach in the state of Nebraska. And to be able to have the belief from his family and the belief of that young man to want to come to school and play here, man, I think that's really powerful for us. I think it was a, it was a huge win, and I think it's a huge win for the future of our football program. And then you talk about Benny, you know, and Benny's a guy that we had a great relationship with um, really over the course of the last year and a half. And uh, again, man, elite athleticism, kind of the Hakeem Butler style of athlete, raw, but man, this explosive dynamic ability to go make plays and you know for him to to want to come to school here at the end of the day is is huge you know again we've had great relationships with that high school football program we've recruited that program um, but I think for us again that's six to eight hours from our doorstep you know obviously the state of Iowa is really important but I think that six to eight hour uh, radius for us it's critical and you know I think hopefully continuing to build the trust in high school football coaches and families um, that say you know what coach Campbell and his staff they're going to do it the right way they're going to treat our kids the right way they're going to do it and be who they say they are I think that's helped us and uh, to be able to get those two young men um, what a what a huge win for Iowa State football in our program so we're really grateful again for the trust of those families in belief in us. Hey Matt, obviously Jamison Patton has, you know, a lot of experience not only playing different positions but also three or four different sports. How do you see potentially some of that versatility kind of translating to football here? Yeah, I, I love the JMO story because, you know, during COVID that twenty twenty year, you know, I, I remember texting Derek and after uh, you know the the first high school the first football game that really got played was Valley 
played JMO and that it was the one game that he was able to play that year, if you remember, because I think the city canceled um, football after that game. And so, you know, I'm watching that game on television, and if you guys remember that game, JMO's playing quarterback and he's doing everything, and man, they almost win, right? They, they take him right down to the wire. And I remember calling Derek and I said, I don't know who that is, but that kid's really special and that's our kind of guy. And, you know, fast forward a year later, he comes to camp and, you know, really, really was impressive in camp. We asked him to come back the next day and do a little bit of defensive back drill as well. And, you know, we offered him right on the spot. And I think is, again, you talk about JMO, not only is he a great football player, but you're talking about a guy that, uh, man, excels on the basketball court, uh, never ran track before and gets himself into the tr state track tournament last year after jumping only two, two times and gets himself to Drake. You know, you talk about an elite baseball player, competitive excellence, right? And you've heard me say this all the time in our program, we're better when we have elite competitive excellence. And again, JMO's got as good a competitive excellence as anybody I've seen. I mean, great leader. Great human, um, unbelievable family. But I think the biggest thing about that guy is that guy's going to have a chance to come in here and compete right away because he knows how to compete at a really high level. I, I was in Ankeny this morning also and talking with um, Patton and with Cole. We talked about your staff, okay? I mean, the, there's stuff going on in your, in your sure. staff, and we'll get to that in a few minutes probably. But so I asked both of them separately. Probably. probably. Yeah. I asked both of them separately about it and both of them separately said that besides yourself that Nate is the was the glue that at least held those offensive guys mm -hmm. recruits together can you speak about about Nate a little bit yeah you know and that decision to promote him yeah you know I, I think um, man I, I don't know for me if I can say enough great things obviously about Nate um, and, and I think, again, it starts with core values, right? I think of, you know, who he is, his ability to create great relationships and care about kids. And, you know, I think to me, um, you know, college football, even though we, we, we can get off the rails on it sometimes, and, and I get it, um, you know, it's still about servant leadership. It's still about, man, our job is to take an 18-year-old young man and you, our job is to get that 18-year-old young man to become a 22-year-old man. And I, I think, to me, that is one of Nate's greatest qualities is, you know, he has a, this servant heart to care and inspire and lead young people. And I, I think it showed up from day one and, and I think it's only continued on. And so, you know, when you know, we, we sat down and reflected and, you know, I think some of the things from an offensive standpoint, whether they were mutual or, you know, parting, parting of the ways, you know, I, I think we looked at, okay, our realignment process. How do we align our program the right way, moving ourselves forward? Um, we've had phenomenal coaches. We've had phenomenal people. And, man, I, I think one of the things that was evident is the right guy after talking with some of our players and after, you know, being able to sit there and evaluate it, man, what, what was the best thing for Iowa State football moving forward? Um, you know, I think Nate was clearly uh, the right answer. And so we're, we're really excited about that. And he's done a great job in the recruiting. Go ahead, Randy, ask whatever you got. Yeah, that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, so you went to your players, and I, I'm not saying the players made the decision. Right. But you consulted your players in the replacing Tom. And, oh. and the, the, who it would be, not in right. Tom, but who it would be. Right. And, and, and again, I, I think for us, 
any decision that I'm ever going to make to bring somebody into our program, it starts with our kids. We have great kids. They've been here. And again, for me, I want to know what they're looking for, what's important to them. You know, I, I always ask our kids after every season, um, and this year obviously a little bit sooner than later because of the, you know, the, the early exit of the football season, of, man, where, what are we doing really well here? What are we not doing really well? And man, if you're the head football coach, what 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 should what would you do? What are some of the things that you would correct within our program and our culture? And that's it's every year. And so, you know, I think the feedback and the guidance of our kids is always great because that's who we're serving, that's who we're leading. Um, so, you know, I, I think we we got great feedback, and and you know, I think even for for me, where we are in our program, where we're at, and obviously where we want to continue to go, it always gives me a guidance of of, of some of those things. So, you know. Absolutely, Randy. In any situation that we're hiring, anybody that touches our kids, we're always going to get direction from our players. Coach, in a day where we saw plenty of last-minute flips uh, from commitments um, coming into the week, you guys didn't have any recruit go to a different school. What does that mean to this class and specifically J.J. Cole at that? Yeah, I, I, again, I, I would hope that our whole deal in building this program is be who you say you are be and stand for what you're really about and you know again i think we've also always been about man building a program that loves cares, serves empowers the young people in our program we've been about a program that man that's going to demand to stand for for the right things and you know i, I think for us to to get the loyalty and the trust of these families from you know the start of this journey to the end of this journey and um, to, to be able to get to the finish line here and to be able to start this journey with this team coming back in January and some of these guys in June, I think it's really powerful. I think it's, it is the story. And again, a lot of that, that is the credit of the players in our program. I think when you bring recruits into your program, the thing that I always say is, man, don't listen to what we have to say as coaches. Man, get around our kids, see what they say, what's their experience look like and feel like. And, you know, we, we've got great kids here and they believe in, in what's going on and appreciative of that. Um, and we certainly got phenomenal coaches. We got a lot of people that touch our program that make the experience here at Iowa State from academics to athletic training to mental health to all these areas, man, they do an incredible job serving our players. And I think that is the story. And that's why, you know, we're sitting here today with a really, really happy and really powerful signing day for Iowa State football. Is that aspect of hang around our kids, talk to our kids, is that kind of what led to David Cocker ending up here? Yeah, you know, David is uh, <laughs> David is another one of those incredible stories, you know, and I man, I, I I leave David's name out after the first question about the, the Des Moines area, you know, but I don't know if there's a, a greater story or win than David. Um, you know, I just was at his basketball game last week and man, he scores 24 points. He has 14 rebounds and he's leading his high school basketball program. And you talk about, man, the job as high school football coaches done. You talk about that guy revitalizing a high school football program and David being the pillar of that. And it's like, well, shoot, we've had guys here that were the pillar of that. And he's just got that spirit and that embodiment. And, you know, I do. I think David would say the kids, the feeling, the people within our program, I think, really made a huge impact on him. And, you know, for us, you know, just the belief in what David's about, what he stands for, what kind of high school program he's coming from, we thought it was just a great match. But uh, I, I, would, I would say David would certainly say that for sure. 
what went into the decision to make a change with the strength and conditioning program and what does Reed bring to that uh, that area? Yeah, you know, I, I think all of the things that have happened this off season, you know, that whether they were mutual, um, you know, whether it was, you know, a change that needed to be made, I think all those things were probably at the end of the day will be the betterment of all parties. And, you know, I think when you when you sit and you look at the program, it all starts with myself and how can I do a great job aligning this program um, to continue to move itself forward and be exactly who we say we want to be and do what we need to do. And, you know, I, I think the biggest things in, in even that realm is, you know, the great thing about Reed is number one, there is a just a phenomenal relationship between he and I. You know, I recruited him out of high school to college. Um, I watched Reed's transition and journey, you know, through his growth process as a head strength coach. I mean, you know, was a part of our program at Toledo for a year, you know, was part of the first three years of building this football program. So I think he knew what the core values and tenets of, you know, being a you know, uh, a football program that has half the ability to transform. And that transformation process really goes in a multitude of areas. And I think that that's big in terms of the, the strength and conditioning piece of it. And then for him to go to Oregon and, man, get that great experience there and starting a program, you know, obviously, and being on the front end of some of those things out there and some great success and some championship seasons. And then to see him, you know, go to Boise and take that program over in the year that they had and kind of what he's been able to do in a short time um, you know it, it just seemed like the right fit at the right time for Iowa State football and for myself and our program and you know I think you can already tell he's had a he's had a really positive impact in, in just a man a, a short week here and, and I, I think we'll have a have a huge impact in our program not just on the field but off the field in a multitude of different ways. Now that you've had some time to reflect on just the season what what do you think are some of those things that held you back from getting to where you guys wanted to be? And then what, what goes into the offseason of being able to correct some of those things? Well, you know, I, I, I mean, it, the story's always going to be the same here, right? Like you're either going to win the inches or you're going to lose the inches. And, you know, the, the great thing that I still think where we're at is we're talking about inches. And, you know, unfortunately, to win those inches, it, Everything in the program has to be aligned. Um, I think one of the one of the great things that I would say about where we're at right now in our program, men, that maybe I, I don't know if we've been there uh, the entirety of the time is the locker room. And I know I said this during the season, and I think it was reflected in how our kids played really through the entirety of the season. The locker room, the who, is is good as we've had it, and I think making sure we align the rest of this program to what's allowed us to be successful, to win those inches, um, that is really my responsibility. And again, you know, it starts with me, you know, and my ability to be a great head football coach, uh, my ability to, to make sure we're holding the standards in all the areas for us to be successful. And, and then it's, it's aligning this program to those standards and values that have allowed us to be really successful here. And so, um, you know, I, I really think it's that. Um, I, I, I'm really excited about, you know, getting to that alignment process right now. And we've got some, some big challenges, and those more lie on me than anybody else of making sure we get the right people and we making sure we get ourselves aligned in the right direction. But, uh, you know, really hard, really tough. Um, because at the end of the day, there's a lot of great people that have built this program that have been key cornerstones of our success. And, you know, again, I, I think for us, um, you know, you, you sit back, you reevaluate, and then you do everything in your power to put the right people in the right place to move forward. 
along the, that line, um, is is a quarterback job something that Kyle could move into? And I know he worked with receivers last year. No. Right. Um, um, is that something he could move into, or, or do you look out? Yeah, I think or? all the things, Randy, for us is, is it, it is all a puzzle that you're trying to do everything in your power to support Coach Shieldhouse, right? I, I think when you when you you have a coordinator, whether it's a offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, strength and conditioning coordinator, I think all those things that your job as the head coach is to do a great job of putting the right pieces around those coordinators to be successful. And so, you know, I think at the end of the day, we, we obviously we love Kyle and Kyle, I think will be a huge asset of our program moving forward in some role. Um, but at the end of the day, you know what that role is and what those roles look like. I think you, you got to take it one piece at a time and put the puzzle together the right way for the betterment of the kids in the program. I'm asking this question, I guess, from a I don't know. The fans are asking the question. I don't really care. But you want to just answer it without me asking? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, what, what's the question? It's not under center either. Um, special teams coach. I mean, uh, while you're yeah. reconfiguring things, sure. will you hire a full-time coach designated explicitly to special teams? Yeah, again, I, I think those are the puzzle pieces that you continue to put together. You know, and, and you know, you, you realize that when you do something like that, you know, you have to understand what you're going to give up, you know, at times too. And, and you know, you potentially giving up, you know, a position not being coached by a full-time coach. So I think the right person in the right place, um, if that if that lends it to, um, you know, our ability to fill it the right way, then, then we will. I think we're looking at every possibility to make sure, man, we can put the best coaching staff and give our kids the best opportunity to have great success. So I don't think anything's off the table, and I think it's making sure you know we align the program the right so, way. So you might not be done yet. I mean, with your whole staff. Maybe. Right. Okay. Right. You guys were you guys recruited Arlen Harris and Zach Levette out of high school. Right. Did that those previous relationships? Did they kind of help the staff when you're you're kind of dealing with what two weeks to get kids in on visits between when they declare and when they can sign? Yeah, I think in both of those situations, you know, that would that would definitely be the case. You know, the the prior relationship to uh, both of those young men, both of their families, um, you know, certainly helped us because I think for for us it's a two-way street, right? It's a, it's they got to be a great fit for you, and you obviously have to be a great fit for them, and and so. Um, you know, I think in both situations, for for AJ and for Zach, you're you're talking about two guys that man, you really went through that journey and in tough times for both those guys to go through. You know, for Zach, it's COVID. Um, a lot of ours, you know, we really never had Zach on campus. You know, we we had his family on campus, you know, and his brother on campus through the recruiting journey of his brother, but we never were able to have Zach. Um, but had a great relationship built. Uh, during that COVID year in recruiting, you know, and AJ kind of the a little bit different, you know, um, you know the Stanford thing happened really fast, but I think on the on the back end of it, you know, the relationship Coach Broomfield, Coach Shieldhouse, um, and then myself obviously with 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 Coach Harris, and certainly you know that family, I think it was really 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 positive. So um, yes, relationship I think was huge. Um, really excited about both of those guys, both guys that um, bring stability and 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 certainly bring depth and competition competition right away to both of those areas in our football program.